on May 3, 2007, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was interviewed by Chloe Johnson for Foster's Sunday Citizen of Foster's Daily Democrat. Foster's, can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for Chloe Johnson, please. Sure, one moment. Hello, this is Chloe. Hello, Chloe. This is Mark Henkel with TruthBearer.org. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. You sent us an email requesting uh, some input for me, I think? Yes. Yeah. Um, I am looking into uh, what appears to be sort of um, becoming a popular subject right now. Yes. Um, and that is whether there, whether this, um, the fact that civil unions are passing um, in states uh, could lead to um, polygamy. Um, I let me think of a more specific question. Okay. Um, first of all, I guess, do you think that it should be legal, or is it sort of more? Do you think polygamy should be legal, and on what basis? Is it um, religious freedom or otherwise? Well, we believe that constitutionally government has no authority to be controlling or defining marriage okay. of any form. That if you read the Ninth and Tenth Amendments of the Federal Constitution, that individual rights do not have to be codified in the Constitution for those rights to exist. And that if it's not in the Constitution in terms of authorized to the federal government, then the federal government is not authorized to ever be involved. Okay. That's the Tenth Amendment. So then the question becomes, well, are states authorized? Well, states are not authorized to limit, define, or control marriage either because it is a religious invention, first of all. And actually it's a God-given right, uh, the argument that goes back to Adam and Eve, that uh, that was even predates the invention of government. So marriage existed before the invention of government, will exist if government ever falls apart. So government is not authorized one way or the other. And so from a freedom of assembly, First Amendment freedom of assembly position, never mind religion, which of course is obviously there, but freedom of assembly, that certainly if... Uh, one, two, three consenting adults make a contractual arrangement together. Government, even at the state level, has zero authority to be calling that a Class B felony. Okay. So, so the state is also prohibited from controlling, defining, or limiting uh, the individual right to marriage. And certainly, while I do not believe in the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage, Whatever, if, if para-homosexuals want to uh, play house and pretend, they have the right to their imagination. <laughs> Sorry. Do you understand what I mean? No, it's yeah, meant to I be funny. But... You have the right to an imagination. You don't have the right to redefine it for others. But neither does the government have the right to redefine it one way or the other. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So the real issue is... Uh, bringing government out of it in the first place. And that's really the true way to protect marriage. The true way to protect marriage is to get government from defining it one way or another. Okay. Because the government that is authorized 
to redefine marriage and exclude polygamy. For example, Adam and Eve was written by a polygamist, Moses. So the, you can't use Adam and Eve as an idea of one man, one woman. So that's automatically using law to redefine marriage as one man, one woman is already redefining marriage. And if government has the authority to redefine marriage that way, it ha you're saying you're justifying government to have the authority to come back later and redefine it another way. Say, for example, God forbid, government is then authorized to then illegalize or criminalize one man, one woman. God forbid, right? Yeah. Just, the point is, is government doesn't have that authority either way. It does not have the authority of what consenting adults contractually arrange together. It is a freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, and in some states, not in your state, but for example, in the state of Maine and others, not only does the state's bigamy law uh, criminalize the idea of uh, a married person having another wife, but we'll even go so far as to say, or purport to marry another. So merely the free speech act, the act of free speech, of just calling a unlicensed second woman as a wife, that free speech act becomes the crime. Mm -hmm. Just for the mere purporting. Now, New Hampshire is good in its particular bigamy law. It doesn't include that purport, purports clause in its law. However, it does, uh, Section 639.1 of the uh, New Hampshire Criminal Code does say that a person is guilty of a Class B felony if, having a spouse and knowing that he is not legally eligible to marry, he marries another. So basically, whatever eligibility standard New Hampshire sets, if you're not in that eligibility standard, you're suddenly considered a Class B felon. And that's just, that's unconstitutional in itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, that's really where we're going from that. We're, we're more pursuing a decriminalization by the real solution. The, we call it the polygamy rights win-win solution, that both conservatives and those pushing the civil unions of, for homosexual behavior, choosing individuals, both sides can win from the polygamy rights win-win solution, which is get government out of it altogether. Then conservatives have their limited government uh, values again, because government is being limited, that's what, they, that's what conservatives believe, and homosexuals have their so-called equality for all. There is no special rights for those who choose one man, one woman, no special rights for those who choose one man, one man, no special rights for those who choose one woman, one woman, and no special rights for those who choose any polygamous arrangement. Okay. And now, um, specifically, uh, do you think that um, the passing of civil unions will um, lead to, or at least call attention to, um, the rights of polygamists. Polygamy rights. Mm -hmm. Well, here, uh, if you uh, check out on the internet, you'll find that I am the originator of a soundbite that says polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle. Okay. okay, so you can speak to me with confidence about that. You don't. I, I hear you hedging when you're talking. It's fine. Everything's fine here. <laughs> um, we we are definitely coming, and we are next, but we're coming as the solution for this polarization that the same-sex marriage debate has caused. And we're coming with the solution to finally end it. And okay. that, that both sides can save face. And that is, get government out of it altogether. Then nobody has the authority to redefine it for others. And the even though I don't support the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage, they have a right to an imagination. 
Okay. So I mean, they don't have the right to redefine it for for what marriage is because it's biologically impossible for them. But if they want to play house, they have the right to play house. Okay. You know, so that's from the from the legal standpoint, and ultimately, that's why we're coming, and that this is going to become so polarized that the only way out of this morass is through the polygamy rights win-win solution. Mm-hmm. Well, can you give me lastly, uh, sort of a an idea of where things stand now? Is there anything happening as far as getting this through? Well, we are building constituencies that can provide support to politicians that can safely stand behind the decriminalization of bigamy and state laws. Okay. That uh, ultimately the federal anti-polygamy law and the Supreme Court of Reynolds, the Reynolds case of 1878 of the U.S. Supreme Court decision the law to which it applied was when Utah was a territory and because it was a territory it defaulted to the management, jurisdictional management of the federal government if it had already been an, a state the federal government would have had no authority whatsoever to have passed that law because of the Tenth Amendment, states' rights. Oh, see, I didn't catch that. Well, most people don't. Yeah. They haven't researched it. If you actually read the case, search for Reynolds v. United States of 1878, at the very beginning of it, of the decision, they even cite the law to which they are affirming. And the law itself talks about it being the jurisdiction. Uh, being the the Utah Territory. But what happens, those Supreme Court judges, you're going to love this, conservatives like to refer to liberal activist judges. If ever there was an act of liberal activist judges, it was the Reynolds Court that jumped from the law that allowed federal government to create a jurisdictional management law of the Utah Territory that would never have applied if it was in a state that didn't have a bigamy law, then they concocted a nationwide anti-polygamy precedent upon all the states that doesn't apply. It only applies because of the territory, because of the Tenth Amendment. So you take a state that doesn't have a bigamy law, then within that state you can challenge the federal government's law on the basis of the Tenth Amendment. Okay. So it's not even a First Amendment issue, although it is, it keeps being, you know, the whole religious argument keeps losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of uh, and the reason why is that too often people confuse polygamy with Mormon polygamy and you can't confuse neutral nouns with missing adjectives a rainy day is not the same thing as a sunny day and general polygamy is not the same thing as Mormon polygamy right. and it is the Mormon reasons that were so offensive to society the salvational basis and, and, and you're going to be damned without it and all that. Those are what were so offensive. But that's not, polygamy is just purely a neutral word of what consenting adults choose. Mm-hmm. Then when you apply the different reasons, that's what you need to concern yourself with. But that the anti-polygamy laws were based on the Mormon polygamy and the specific reasons for that. Okay. Okay. Super. Is there anything else I can uh, do for do for you at this time? Um... No, okay. at this time, but thank you so much for getting back to me and talking. Certainly, and if you need any other further assistance, you know how to reach us. Okay. Thank you very much. It's been Bye. great talking to you. You too. Bye. Mark Hankel is National Polygamy Advocate, presenting polygamy to the public since 1994. National 
polygamyadvocates.com.